we've been getting accountability all wrong in the compliance industry. It's not a set of tasks. It's a way of thinking, and it has to come from the heart as well as the head. On Accountability, the Heart of Compliance, Tom Fox and Sam Silverstein dig into what accountability means to the corporate compliance function and business organizations, and most significantly, how to make it an integral part of your culture. Accountability, the Heart of Compliance is a production of the Compliance Podcast Network. Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox back again with Sam Silverstein for another episode of Accountability, the Heart of Compliance. Sam, first of all, uh, welcome. Well, thank you, Tom. It's always great to be together. We have an interesting conversation, and I believe we share a perspective on ethics and compliance that can really transform an organization. Absolutely. Sam, you wrote a, recently wrote a blog post that I found particularly powerful and was around an example of accountability from Microsoft. One of the things that struck me about its power is it actually started with the written word and a statement. And you and I have talked about what statements can or don't mean, but this one started with a statement. So I was wondering if you might kind of take it from there. What was the statement? And then we can get to what made the statement more more powerful. And most importantly, how was the CEO accountable? Well, Microsoft has taken the position, then they say, and I quote, we recognize privacy as a fundamental human right, um, end quote. So something like that is a, that's a pretty powerful statement to make. And what I've noticed is that there's a lot of organizations that make statements. You can go to website after website after website, and it tells you what they say they believe. But the reality is that their actions don't always align. And it's that lack of alignment where the problem comes in. Because when people see that actions don't align with what leadership says that they believe is an organization, then then it's kind of like anything goes. It means that ethics has just gone out the window before you even try and start on an ethics program. Uh, the situation with Microsoft was that the president, Brad Smith, came down and said that they were not going to sell facial recognition systems. And they felt that by selling that technology, they would be violating their commitment. We recognize privacy as a fundamental human right. One of the things that struck me and I've heard you talk about in the past is that often CEOs, presidents, and other senior managers uh, will take a written statement and mouth that to simply say these are our values so that they may say to their workforce, we value the right of privacy as a fundamental human right but they don't take action. But here, uh, you, you saw Microsoft take action. What was the action you, you took? And most importantly, how did that fit into accountability? Well, the action they took really is a display of courage. It's the courage by leadership to say, this is what we believe, whether it's going to cost us money or not. It's real easy to say, this is what I believe, because it sounds good, because it seems like it's the right thing to say, because we have to have the word integrity in our values. And, and, but then when push comes to shove, when, when times are tough, when times are difficult, like the challenges we're facing globally today, are you willing to live up to what you say you believe, even if it could cost you a sale? or cost you a loss of revenue. And I think that what happens is leaders get caught up too often in looking at that short-term revenue, and they lose sight of the long-term 
benefit, if you will, of sticking to what it is that you say you believe. Because when your team knows that you're going to stick to what you say you believe, then you're empowering them to stick to what you say you're going to believe. And then they also believe that you're there for them. And that's what accountability is. Accountability is keeping your commitments to people. Not the tactical commitments, but the relational commitments. And one of those relational commitments is a commitment to the values. And if the people in an organization see that the leader is committed to those values and committed to them as human beings, then those people are going to be committed back to the organization. And they're not going to want to do things that jeopardize the reputation of that organization. And that means that, for example, anything that's going to go against the ethics policy is going to jeopardize the reputation of that organization and potentially the bottom line. People don't want to do that when they don't want to let their leaders down. Sam, I've often heard you talk about uh, the relational commitments in terms of inside of an organization. But listening to you now, it strikes me that Microsoft made a commitment to those outside their organization, uh, stakeholders, certainly, but also uh, customers or perhaps non-customers, as the case may be, but also to the greater public. Does accountability, can accountability move in that direction as well? Absolutely. So in an ideal situation, you have an organization that literally is you know, looking around in a circle and everyone that they come in contact with, they're, they're living in accountable relationships. So it's accountability to suppliers. It's accountability to customers. It's accountability to the people inside the organization. It's accountability to the community in which you're deriving your income, your existence. And so that's why when we work with an organization to create an amazing set of values, there's four areas that those values must attach to. And two of the areas are, um, how do we how do we connect to people inside the organization and how do we connect to people outside of the organization and a lot of times an organization looks at their values with respect to how they connect to people inside the organization or rather they'll look at customer service and they'll see customer service is number one so they're looking at these external relationships they also need to look at the internal relationships and when you're looking at internal relationships and external relationships you're covering the full circle of spectrum of accountability Sam, when you have that kind of accountability, this, uh, you mentioned that that imbues the employees to also be accountable. Does that sort of accountability, can you build upon that and, and have that, those values going forward uh, as well? Well, absolutely. Accountability is never mandated in an organization. I know you've heard me say that, Tom. You can't go into a room and say, you guys, you better be accountable. I'm going to hold you accountable. It doesn't work like that. Nobody wants to be held accountable. You can't mandate accountability. You can say it, but nothing's going to happen. Accountability is inspired. Accountability is inspired from leadership because they're keeping all 10 of the relational commitments, one of which is a commitment to the values. And so what happens is when when people see that leadership is committed to the values, that they've created this amazing set of values, and they're going to live them no matter what, that this is non-negotiable, then what happens is you inspire your people to want to do the same. All eyes go towards leadership. People are watching what's going on. And when leadership is doing the right thing, people are inspired to do the right thing. When leadership isn't doing the right thing, then people go, well, you know what? She's not doing it. I don't have to do it. And... 
And letting someone stay inside the organization who is not living the values is saying those aren't our values. So you cannot allow anyone to stay regardless of their title, regardless of their productivity. If they're not living the values, if they really are your values, if you can't train that person up, you've, you've got to let them go someplace else. Sam, it sounds like that by uh, living these values and having these values as actually a part of your business strategy, you allow employees, you give them the permission to, to speak up, to raise their hand and say, this is antithetical to our values. This is not what I think our values are, and perhaps even have a conversation about what are our values. Are those all valid? Absolutely. I mean, a great leader should want to hear from their people if they're going off track. You know, if if let's say you reported to me, um, if if I'm not living one of the values, I'd I'd want you I'd want you to go, Sam. I don't know if you realize this or not, but that decision you just made it actually goes against what we say we value. Blah blah blah. And I'm like, oh my gosh, you know what? In the heat of the moment, I slipped up. Let's fix this right away. Well. I should be appreciative of that. And matter of fact, I'm like, oh, my gosh, you got my back, which is, you know, one of the relational commitments is to stand by someone when all hell breaks loose. But the leader that's worried about their image, the leader that's worried about how they appear, the leader that thinks it's all about them is not open to that. And not only are they not an accountable leader, but they don't create, they will never create an organizational culture that inspires accountability and inspires ethics and compliance to be held in the highest regard. Sam, I know you've talked a lot about examples of accountability inside organizations, but I have to share with you, I find this to be one of the most powerful examples I've seen of a company really putting its values into a business decision uh, as well. You know, here's the thing. It's real easy to chase after money, you know, and, and if you think you're in business to make money, then then you're going to do that. Now, we have to make money to stay in business. There's no two ways about it. We have to breathe to stay alive, but breathing is not our purpose, and making money is not the purpose of the organization. And when you understand what your purpose truly is as an organization, and then you create a mission that is your purpose in action, then what happens is making money is something that you do at an incredibly high level, but you're serving your purpose, and you're staying on mission in the process, and you're going to be living your values. Sam, unfortunately, we are near the end of our time for this episode. We're going to link to your blog post in our show notes. Uh, I look forward to continuing the conversation. Thank you, Tom. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Accountability, the Heart of Compliance. If you enjoyed the episode, make sure to subscribe and leave a review. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.